Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for a little bit of pop culture and comics today. Uh, joining me today is Kyle Brown. How's it going, Kyle Brown? Not too bad. All right, good to have you back. And uh, rounding out this little trifecta we got going on is Kevin Miller. How's it going, Kevin? Hey, not too bad. All right, good to have you guys back. And, you know, gentlemen, sometimes a second season of a show is just so vastly superior to the first one that I just have to come on this podcast and talk about it right away after I've seen it. Just rich, rich storytelling, compelling and strong female characters that that just drive home the plot of a show. And... I, it's, it's, I am, of course, talking about Glow Season 2, you guys. Woo! What a great season. Woo! Oh, my Lord. Woo! Perfect. God damn, what a great show. Nah, I'm just kidding. We're not going to talk about that. We're gonna whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. That's not what we're talking about. No, no. <laughs> Record scratch. Yeah, I'm just kidding. We're going to talk about Iron we're, Fist Season We're talking two. about Disenchantment Season 1. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Oh, man. I, yeah. Fuck, I'll talk about Disenchantment Season 1 if you guys want. You, got, you see that yet, Miller? <laughs> Uh, a, f- a few episodes. All right, all right. Well, what do you think so far? Uh, I could see myself liking it, but it also seems like a fever dream. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's definitely more Futurama adjacent than. Uh, oh, easily. Than uh, Simpsons adjacent, as far as the uh, yeah. Matt Groening spectrum goes. I love um, that John DiMaggio, though. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Can't get enough of him. Uh, Eric Andre's great too. <laughs> uh, in, in that show, do it. Um... Yeah, Iron Fist season two. Obviously, I'm avoiding this because, like, I just I don't even know what the fuck to say about this. I mean, it was definitely better than the first season, but the bar was so low on this that. Well, just... that's like that's like saying a dish you ate at a restaurant was shit, and and then you went back to the restaurant and they made the dish smaller, so it's better because you have to eat less shit. Yeah, I suppose. It, like, it's, it's well, actually, yeah. I, I'd say it's more akin to like it just staying in the food thing. It's like, well, they didn't give me food poisoning this time. I guess would be like, like yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I don't. Know. Yeah, like, it's it's the bar was thought, so low like, that you would have to actively try to get worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Misty Knight and and friggin' Colleen Wing, anytime it was just the two of them on the screen, it was it was absolutely compelling. It was actually compelling, Excellent. I thought. Joyful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, anytime Joy and Ward Meacham were on the screen, it was not. Um, I, I, I really try to come on this show and not be comic book guy, but if I ever see Tom Pelfrey, I'm gonna punch him right in his fucking face. I swear to God, fuck that guy, fuck his character, and fuck the fact that he makes any sort of money on this show. Just like I, I'm not, I've never done this in the history of te- of watching television. I have never actively fast forwarded through scenes. Any time Tom Pelfrey was on the screen, specifically for for, I, I watched that first scene where he goes to the NA meeting or whatever, and then it becomes apparent that he's banging his sponsor. 
Uh-huh. And I was so irritated by that that anytime he was on the screen, I fast-forwarded through the scene, specifically the Joy and, and, and Ward scene, so I have no idea if, if they reconciled any of their differences, and quite frankly, I don't give a fuck, but I can honestly say, if you're looking to watch Iron Fist Season 2, which, mercifully, it's only 10 episodes this time, thank Christ on that one, I, I still think they could have busted this down <laughs> to, like, maybe, I don't know, Non, not existing. That that's what I would have how done. Many ep- how many episodes did we? How many episodes did we waste searching for a fucking bowl? A yeah. bowl. Two or three. For yeah. at least four episodes. Mm-hmm. Well, they they it, needed like, a MacGuffin for for come a season, on. and then that's what it was. It was this I don't know bowl that they never really explained why they needed the bowl. They were just like, hey, you need the bowl for the ritual, and it was like. All right, proceed. Just don't fucking put Ward in another goddamn scene while you're talking about this bowl. And it was just like, yeah, I don't know. But I can honestly say, if you fast-forward through every scene when the Meachams are in it, I, I it, it increases your viewing pleasure for Iron Fist Season 2. It, it, it actually yeah. increases the viewing pleasure. I will say, like, I, I fully wasn't expecting those characters to show up again because I thought America, much as we did, had had enough. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think I literally like I started watching an episode and the second Ward appeared on screen I texted you Matt to say Ward meet him get a fucking haircut yeah god uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I think that there was some catharsis from the first season but I don't know if it was worth all of the second season honestly no, like I, they, they did have some like a Joy Ward conversation I think in the second to last episode where I'm like oh okay so there's you know there's some humanity deep down in both these people, and I hope that we never see them again. But, yeah. uh, I mean, just to quickly touch on the very, very ending, I, clearly that's not going to happen. Oh, God, yeah. No, <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, let's put a pin in that, because I want to get to that ending. Like, we'll obviously need to spend some time on that ending. Um, let's let's just get through all that. Let's talk through all the, the, the shit that was Iron Fist Season 2, and then and then we'll get to what we actually liked about it. Because I, I do have some, some things that I liked about uh, Iron Fist Season 2, mostly uh, which involve Alice Eve, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, it... I just, yeah, I, I, I cannot believe that they went back to the Meacham well to the point where... And I've never really thought this before, but when Jessica Stroop or Stroop, however you pronounce that name, when she was lying on the ground with her skull cracked open and she started moving again, <laughs> my first instinct was, "Oh fuck, she's still alive. Go fuck yourself!" Right? Like that was like that was really bad. Like I thought that was gonna be my favorite moment was her getting like taught just because I would, just wouldn't have to deal with it anymore. And she was actually not not to put it all on her. She actually had some compelling scenes as Joy Meacham, even though like. The motivation you can't, they gave her didn't you, make any Yeah, you can't sense knock whatsoever. her performance as the character. Yeah. The only thing you can knock is the writing behind it. And I'm I'm sure we both texted back and forth on a bunch of this stuff, but did she have the worst motivation of any villain ever? Does she what was her motivation? She was her motivation her motivation was that she was upset that Ward kept her father being alive from her. So as a result, because Danny knew, she wanted to show him what it was like to lose everything he loved, which he already did in the plane crash when his family was assassinated by her father. 
It was very petty. It was. <sighs> yeah. It was just like it didn't. It like you've got your childhood friend who you love and have missed for all of these years, who finally came back, and you're mad at him because he did what your previously dead meat puppet father told him to do in confidence, because magical ninja assassins would have murdered you had he said anything. And that's the thing that I can't get past in this season, why she's so mad that Ward and Danny saved her from being murdered by mystical ninja assassins. Like she, I don't see why she couldn't get that through her brain when everything that happened and they told her and like, hey, if we told you, you were going to die. Well, you should have told me anyway. So you would prefer to be dead? Like, I don't, I just, I don't, any, everything that came out of her mouth in reference to Danny and Ward and why she hated them so much didn't make any sense at all. Well, it's petulant. It doesn't belong in a story like this, right? Because she's clearly just fucking with things that she doesn't understand, and she's so far out of her depth. Like, it, it, you kind of get the vibe, and this is the character that would be like um, like Jerry Hogarth and like Jessica Jones, where she wants to be a player, and she's like, you know, I'm this strong, tough woman who doesn't, you know, take any shit from anybody, which is fine, and they play those characters well, but they also tend to mess with people who have superpowers that they don't understand, and it, it doesn't really do that type of character any service, right? Like... Mm-hmm. Jerry Hogarth was decent in this first season of Jessica Jones until she let uh, um, Kilgrave. Uh, Kilgrave, thank you, I was going to say Kilgore, uh, <laughs> until she let Kilgrave go for the sake of getting her wife to sign divorce papers for fuck's sake. Yeah. And, like, it just, at that point, it kind of does that whole sort of character trope some disservices because we can have good characters like that, and I, like, Unfortunately, Joy Meacham isn't one of them, and you know she's gonna be back for season three. Yeah, I guess. I, man, I, I have no idea why anybody on this writing staff thinks that either of those characters are compelling. Like Ward had Ward had actual like stuff that I fast forwarded through. There were scenes where it was just, so many scenes that would go on for like five minutes. Like I'd be standing there because I was watching it on my on my PlayStation, and I'd be standing there pushing the left button which fast forwards through on the friggin playstation controller and i would have my my thumb down on it for a good 30 seconds where it was just fast forwarding through ward either scenes with ward and joy or ward and this aa sponsor character that i couldn't give two goddamn fucks about what is her name? Yeah, I don't remember. I, I don't remember. Who cares? Yeah, and, it's, yeah. and who and who cares? Like, like who abs like gives an absolute shit? Well, what the name then of that we're supposed was. to care. I guess, yeah, but we don't. And and like they only used her as like the only reason they even introduced her is is honestly I think that they backtracked everything because they needed a scene where somebody could uh, was performing the emergency in the field medical things, but it's like we can't go to the hospital, and it's like, well, why can't you go to the hospital, Danny? You got stabbed by a, a magical ninja guy and you're not wanted for vigilantism or anything like that and you're not even the Iron Fist anymore at this point go to the hospital you're Danny Rand billionaire right like and, and you yeah. probably afford a private wing and it's just like no we gotta bring in Ward's NA sponsor who's 
like apparently an anesthesiologist at this point, and, and it's like for some I reason, feel... like it, it, holy fuck, did it not make a lick of goddamn sense? It felt like, sorry, it felt like that scene was written for Rosario Dawson. Yeah, but, but they then get they her, realized yeah. they could not afford Rosario Dawson. <laughs> And they're like, um, uh, how do we fix this? Oh, make her an anesthesiologist, and she can come in and patch him up a bit. Which they didn't mention. I, and did I was mention? thinking the exact same thing. Like, no, they didn't mention it until that. They yeah. did not mention it until that. Yeah, until like, she I came in. She's an anesthesiologist. Things, so. Yeah, and then all of a sudden. She's, no, they she's didn't. They didn't mention it. Ugh, awful. And it's like, yeah, like she may well be a doctor, but if she's helping working people work, like helping people work through NA and shit, she's most likely, you know, a counselor or a psychologist or something in that field. So she wouldn't actually be like sewing people up and dressing field. God, it's so fucking stupid. I don't even know why I'm spending two seconds on this. It's it's so goddamn dumb. And if you want Iron Fist to go like to actually be good going forward, just cut the fucking Meachams out at the knees and and tell Tom Pelfrey he's not making another goddamn cent off of this season. Uh, or off of this show. I just... Yeah, I'm, I'm not here for more Iron Fist, and it sucks because he's one of my all-time favorite Marvel characters. And I'm just absolutely not here for for, for any Iron Fist. Um, I guess if you had to say something positive about this, I would say it's slightly better than Jessica Jones Season 2 in, in regards yes. to the fact that, like... <laughs> In regards of the it fact is. that... Yeah. yeah, in regards of the fact that, A, it was, only, it was three hours shorter, and B, their stuff, like as misbegot and ill-conceived though the stuff may be, stuff occurred in this show, right? Like, Well, and, and it feels recycled, and we'll get to uh, a few reasons why I think that's the case, but one of them is that Jessica Jones 2 also dealt with a villain with a dissociative disorder. Yeah, kind of sort of. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Well, they didn't even really get into, like, I mean, we could talk about Alice Eve, because, like, Typhoid Mary is one of my all-time favorite uh, and, like, more compelling Marvel mutants that they've got, which, you know, in, in this one, she's not a mutant. She, they give her, uh, like you said, Miller, the dissociative, dissociative identity, sort of, that's how to say. And, uh, yeah, it gave her, and I kind of like the way they, they, they did it, if we if we just want to get right into the Typhoid Mary character. I kind of sure, like sure. the way they did it. I mean, that, that was the thing that they made up for the show, where it was, uh, or at least as far as I know, I don't I don't I don't remember reading any instances of, of Typhoid Mary appearances, especially in any of the Daredevil comic books where they did this thing where it was like, Oh, if she hears running water and stuff like that, she can flip into her like Yeah, she character. has those triggers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she has these triggers. I, I, I kinda like that. I was like, Ooh, that's fun. Because, like in the comic book she's just a mutant with multiple personalities. <laughs> yeah, that that, that struck me as a sort of like a Spider Man venom thing, right? Or <laughs> it's like if we can do like these sonic you know, burst attacks, then, you know, that would be the sort of thing that would cause him to lose the symbiont and whatnot. Yeah, yeah it, was, it wasn't too bad. I kind of liked that, and I liked it when, you know, I, I, I've always been... I've always enjoyed the thing where, like, when, when there's a character who has multiple personalities, when the other one, like, leaves the other one messages, I think the all-time great example of that is in the one episode of uh, the anime Paranoia Agent, which I highly recommend, and I don't recommend a lot of animes, but... There's the one episode where the girl with the split identities was like leaving herself like cryptic messages yes. on the answering machine and shit like that. that, and that was so fucking brilliant. And they they played off of that where she was like leaving herself like little post-it notes that would say like you know like yeah. stay away from Danny Rand and stuff like that. And I'm like, ooh, this think, is fun. I think if they would have just focused on that and her, you know. 
doing research on Danny and the split personalities fighting each other. And I mean, they alluded to her having three, which the third one would be the yeah. Typhoid Mary. Typhoid Mary, yeah. I think that would have been actually really interesting and really fun. And like, because they did it really well where no one really knew the split between Walker and Mary. And um, it took a, a little while till near the end where Danny manipulated her into becoming Mary to I forget to save something or to stop something or whatever. Oh, to stop her from killing Davos because fucking why? Oh god. Um, okay, we need to talk about that. I think that would have been Yeah, I wanted to sorry. <laughs> you just, all I, will I, talk I, about the multiple instances where Davos could have bit the dirt. Yeah. I, I, I they just wanted to say it was an accident to. when it came to killing Davos because that was just when it started raining. It was when he was trying to save Misty that he burst the pipe mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. Yeah. That, that scene, yeah. though, with... Um, I don't, like, it's it's all kind of a blur, but... <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Scene, I mean, if, if, if events repeated themselves two, three times in this show, I mean, <laughs> that's not your fault, baby. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the scene where it was, it was, like, honestly, I think my favorite scene in the entire series, and it kind of sucked when the main character showed up for me, because I was like, oh, God, they're here again. But it was, it was when Mary was in, like, the sniper <laughs> tower of that one building and she like was just firing rounds from like whatever level at Davos and Davos was like fire like was you know flipping hiding behind, over. yeah flipping over stuff and hiding behind pillars and stuff because that felt like a like a boss fight in Metal Gear Solid to me I was gonna say that's the best yeah. sniper wolf <laughs> yeah that was honestly it, it absolutely felt like a boss fight in Metal Gear Solid to me and I'm like well this is fun and I wanted that to go along for like yeah no, five I was minutes. I was totally there for that yeah. I got the same vibe because he did like the cartwheel flip at one point I'm like all right Raiden yeah <laughs> like, and it, yeah and it was just like and he did the thing where he like punched <laughs> something like he still had the 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 iron fist at that point and he punched yeah, something yeah. And like punched she flying. Yeah, she punched the cinder block and it distracted her and he ran the other way. And I'm like, all right, here we go. Now we're doing stuff. And then Danny ran and everybody showed up and it was like, oh, God, these guys are here again, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it was halfway man. between like it's... the uh, like Sniper Wolf and the Vulcan Raven, like where he's got the Gatling gun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was really good. That, that, that was it's, a lot of fun. It says something. It says something about a show. When the main character shows up and you're fucking disappointed. Yeah, like the. <laughs> like, I had a moment on Twitter. It, I, I had a moment on Twitter the other day that I'm not particularly proud of, but I don't regret. I guess is the way I'll put it, because I did do it. I did do like, it was a little bit of a troll job, but I f- I feel like there was a little bit more cadence behind my my slight troll job that I did on Twitter, but one of the writers, and I won't say his name, but one of the writers for Iron Fist um, was on Twitter doing, like, a little bit of a QA. and a and I was just kind of flipping through it, and uh, somebody asked, you know, like, you know, uh, somebody said something along the lines on Twitter of, like, oh, it was, oh, it was, uh, you know, Iron Fist, I just want to say, you know, you did a great job, Iron Fist Season 2 was so much better than Iron Fist Season 1, which it was. True. Uh, which is true. That that's an unequivocal fact. Uh, and I just want to say, you know, like, was there something? And the guy asked the question. The guy asked was like, was there something? You know, you were upset that you weren't able to get to in this season. And the guy responds with, "Well, you know, I kind of wanted to get more into Mary Walker's background and, and get really more into her PS or uh, PTSD." Which, uh, okay, let me segue off that. Um, I'm no longer here for the PTSD as the explanation for why people are like the way that they are. 
Like I'm, I'm, uh, and I'm talking I'm, about this. Not you and I'll, I'll throw in like any sort of mental illness. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm talking, I'm, and I'm, I'm not just bagging on Marvel for that because there's tons of other shows that are that use this where it's just like, oh, they fought in the Iraq War, and now this is how they are, and it's like, come on, we can do better than this. Like it doesn't yeah. always have uh, to be they served the term. Yeah, CC and, Punisher season one. <laughs> yeah, like well, Punisher makes sense though, based on on how his character's been written for the past like. Sixty years or fifty. Well, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about that one dude who was uh, in the season one of Punisher that was like a minor villain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or he had like the bomb and everything. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's the way the Punisher. That's the way the Punisher has been written, though. He was originally a Vietnam vet, and now he's the the Iraq War vet because it's no, and and absolutely for sure. That made that made sense. That made sense with the character. Yeah, absolutely for sure. But when I say from... that, I think that they had a hard time writing the season of Iron Fist because I feel like that's another idea that they recycled. <laughs> oh, absolutely they did. And, and, and I mean, make a whole lot if of, you're I mean, going to show, if you're going to show that stuff, mm-hmm. how many years ago was Age of Ultron? We don't need more fucking Sokovia. You don't. You didn't need to name drop Sokovia. I actually know. I did kind of. It, like it could have been yeah. anywhere in the world. I thought it. I thought it was just a play on, oh hey, it's Sokovia to get people go. Oh yeah, I remember that. That happened as a thing. Yeah. To get but, them kind of on board with it, it, it really like didn't it, matter where it happened. These, they never connect these guys to the to what happens in the movies though. So I'm 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 kind of here for it anytime we even get like the the slightest little the barest of mentions. The barest yeah. of mentions, right? Because it really doesn't did, make any yeah. sense right? <laughs> that that these guys don't acknowledge what goes on in the movies if they're supposed to take place but anyway going back to what i was saying about a minute ago so one of the writers goes you know i wish i had more time to write the mary walker character really get into her background you know figure that stuff out and when i read that i couldn't help myself because i just went into this like all i saw was white and i just went into a blind rage and i'm like i have to tweet at this guy and i i I tweeted that i'm like well we didn't have enough i basically tweeted the long lines of well, we didn't have enough time to get into Mary Walker's background or Typhoid Mary or spend more time with a compelling character, but we had plenty of time for Ward Meacham and his fucking, you know, and, and his and his NA. yeah, his fucking NA meetings, and, and it's just like, God damn it, get your head out of your ass, you know, you fucking fuck with writers, man. I swear to God, that's so bad. Yep. Like, yeah, I just I went into that blind rage, and and I I I regret it a little. I well, like I I, I feel a little bit bad, but I don't ultimately don't regret what I said on Twitter because it's fucking true. We, we, we had plenty of time for Ward Meacham's N.A. meetings, but we, we couldn't, you know, hang out with Alice Eve a little bit more in, in an actual... Yeah, like, I mean... Right? We, we rag on the writers every now and again, especially on Iron Fist and Jessica Jones Season 2, but, I mean, it, it's a difficult job mm-hmm. when you're trying to balance what you want to do, what the producers want you to do, what you think the fans want you to do, and it's difficult. And we're not. I'm sure with if we were to switch places with them, we couldn't put out something as good. I would hope mm-hmm. something as good. But I have to agree with the whole me, the Meacham storyline. Yeah, I'm not going to sell it's myself like, short. I can put out something insane. better than Iron Fist season one. I can absolutely like. I'm, I'm not going to say I could. I'm not going to say I could write like Infinity War or anything. But you, you, you. Lock Matt Pierce in a dark room. I'll give you something more compelling than Iron Fist season one. That's for goddamn sure. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not selling myself. <laughs> That's short fair. On that I just. I, I just want. I just want listeners to know. Yeah. 
but we understand that it's it's a difficult job, and we're yeah. not out here trying to Absolutely. say we could do better for the most part. But yeah. I mean, sometimes you just gotta go. Come on, man! Did you read what you wrote? It it hurt because it was such. It, it had so many mood swings in this. Like, it felt like that, where you, it it felt like you know dissociative identity disorder. Where one scene you have like, okay, well here's joy, here's war. They're griping about some bullshit. At least this time it's not in the boardroom. Waka waka. Yeah. Uh, cool. And, and then you would have the next scene, and it would be like, you know, Mary, or it would be Davos, and it would be something awesome. <laughs> and, like, like there, there were good things in this season, mm-hmm. which just made the bad thing stand out in sharper relief, which yeah. almost makes it worse. <laughs> yeah, to me, I think it was like, basically any time the female characters not named Joy Meacham were on the screen, and even sometimes when Joy Meacham was on the screen, yeah. um, it was just far more compelling than when... Danny Rand, and I think we have enough evidence to suggest that Finn Jones just actually is just a terrible actor. Like just yeah, I mean he was acting like he was constipated the entire time. Flat out. Bad. Yeah, the one look on his one look on his face. He's one note, and I mean it's funny though because I I te- I texted you a letter to dear Iron Fist from um. Luke Cage season two. Where did you go? Yeah, what are you, you showing up? You were playful. You yeah. were fun. You, she's, like, she's gotta go, you she's were kind of cocky. Of goodness in them. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, I, and we talked about it on our uh, Luke Cage review, where if it's that was the Iron air. Fist we were gonna get in season two, we were all for it. Like he was fun. He was. Kind of been cocky. They had a really good fight scene. Like he was all about it. And then in this season of Iron Fist, it just reverted to season one. And there were this a couple brooding... things. I a couple things I didn't. Cause, cause like the again recycling the the whole like I'm gonna spend the first three episodes like I can't sleep and I go into a subway tunnel every night to punch a door because like, I just need to get the violence out. It felt very much like Luke Cage again. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that the same so thing that happened bad. in the Luke Cage season that was two. So bad. He's supposed to be like and and it just the overall arc of the way they've written him. At no point do you buy that he was disciplined enough. No. And good enough and just flat out able or worthy of being the Iron Fist. At no point do you buy that this version of Danny Rand could be the Iron Fist to the point where they <laughs> took the fucking Iron Fist away from him and gave yeah, it to him which, more I a better character. I felt my favorite character of the season because that was like his entire thesis. Yeah, <laughs> like Danny Rand does not deserve to be the Iron Fist. Yeah, and he was so bad too. Like uh, friggin' Sasha, uh, I'm not even sure how you pronounce his last name, Dylan. <laughs> Ah, Dewan? Dewan? Yeah. Dewan? I think, I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, he was so I, over the I top. Told, Holy fuck. I, I, I told you in while I was watching, we had plain white toast board in season one. Now we have plain brown toast Davos in season two. My god. He was his he was a good in season one. Like his character was good in season one. He, his acting was good in season one. In this season they were like, okay, remember all the things you did in season one? Fuck it. You're going to be a robot. 
You're gonna have <laughs> you're gonna have no emotion, and you're gonna be angry. And there are so it. many better ways to do this type of character. And at the at at his best moments, he was kind of giving me the vibes of uh, Zaheer from uh, Korra. Like at his best, like having the angry anarchist monk sort of works, but uh, it it never really got the impression that he really knew what he was doing in his plan here, right? Like, he got as far as getting the Iron Fist and murdering a bunch of people, and then Joy was like, hey, listen, it doesn't work unless you actually build up your PR, and then he goes out and murders a restaurant owner. And it's like, alright. <laughs> well, my my whole issue with his drive in this season was he really cared about nothing but Kunlun in season one. He didn't care about this he didn't care about New York or the rest of the world. He was all about this doesn't matter. We're loyal to Kunlun. Kunlun is the only thing we need. We need to go back to Kunlun. Kunlun, 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 blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure we'll get to it in a minute. Kunlun is gone. So now all of a sudden Davos has adopted New York as his new Kunlun and all of a sudden wants to purify it for some reason. And I like his motivation other than taking the Iron Fist from Danny, which he believes is his, which I totally fine, just didn't seem logical or reasonable or because you'd think his whole goal would be okay, get the Iron Fist, take revenge on whoever took Kanan from me. But instead it was take the Iron Fist, murder a bunch of people because for some reason In continuity from season one Davos to season two Davos, like where where is that split in between? Okay, season one all about Kunlun, season two all about purifying New York. It just doesn't it doesn't make cohesion at all, and I just it threw me for a loop. Yeah. Where, where it worked for me is when they did the flashbacks with his mom and made him seem like he was someone who, like Danny, was just doing the Iron Fist thing because it was kind of expected of him. And uh, oh, when, he, when he had it, he didn't really know what to do. Like Some his of the plan was garbage and he was sympathetic of... because he was out of his, he was completely out of his wheelhouse. <laughs> he didn't understand how yeah, to do I New mean, York. <laughs> I hate flashbacks. Like, I hate flashbacks. Because it's a shitty way to tell a story. But the flashbacks were actually compelling and, like, interesting in this season. Because in season one, we didn't really get anything of how he actually became the Iron Fist or the death duels that they had to go through. And that's, I mean, having to fight your best friend, that's that's pretty intense. uh, That's my favorite scene of the season. And I wish that they had actually, like, done it all together rather than in those, like, I think three or four chunks that they did. Yeah. Where they had their arms tied together and were fighting in the sunroom. (laughs) Yeah. Like, can you imagine if the first three episodes were just that, like the tournament of them become trying to become the Iron Fist. And then you flip next to Davos being pissed off. And I mean, the relationship between Davos and his mother is a real thing. Like, that's a real thing that like Asian Americans go through. I mean, it's stereotypical, but it's what happens. Like, 
they're expected to be the best. They're expected to be wow. on top. Like they've been bred their whole lives to yeah, be even the best more in so in this like going on warrior meritocracy, right? Yeah. Where you're only doing as the last person you exactly. defeated in combat. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and that that crushed him, and it crushed his family, and it crushed his mother, and that scene between him and his mother when he's talking to her through the door was a good scene but it it just turned to shit because of the rest of the fucking season and the rest of the writing like they had great they had great ideas they just couldn't put them together yeah 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 it it felt very much like there was good writing and bad writing and they kind of just it skewed wildly from one to the other, and and unfortunately, far too little of the of the good. <laughs> we also spent most of of Davos's arc watching him meticulously murder a shitload of people and make sure that the job was done. And then all of a sudden, when it gets to Joy, he just like sh- he's really sloppy about it, right? Like he just he shoves her over the, over the thing, and apparently yeah. survived that. Which again, tough pill to swallow for me on that one. But it was just like, yeah, I I don't know, I I just well, I it think was so over the top. In, <laughs> I think in an original, I think in an original script for the show, maybe they were going to do uh, a. Danny versus Davos in love with Joy thing because it was very clear to me that Davos had a thing for Joy which again and like no he sense. wanted her to be his yeah I, I didn't say it made sense but uh, so him tossing her over the balcony and even one eye dude whose name I don't care to remember said that he had a bet that if she would survive or not. And I was honest, I was the same as you. I was honestly hoping that she actually died because it would have been a great motivation. One for Danny. And then two would have been a great turn for Davos's character also, we to show that he actually has. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> it would have been a great turn for Davos's character showing that he actually did. He just went off the deep end this person that he was supposed to be partners with, that he loved, or supposedly loved, even though they didn't really do a great job, it did come across that his hate for Danny or whatever, he turned to the Sith and knocked her off the edge of the balcony. But, yeah. I mean, for some reason, they, it must be in her contract that she can't die. Yeah. And, I mean, like... This this season was just so poorly written that there's entire arcs of different characters on of, of minor characters on the show that get a lot of screen time that we are now over a half hour into this podcast and we haven't brought them up because and the reason we haven't brought them up is because it, it just simply doesn't fucking matter. Like there was this BB character and and Rhino and all these like little punk kids that Davos turned yeah, into like, his into his little like mini army at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's basically yeah. his Foot Clan, first, and and it's just who first, cares, right? And it's just it, it, oh, first God. of all, if you're gonna call someone the Rhino in the Marvel universe, yeah, make them the fucking Rhino. Just in 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 like, infinite like like just crack open a zoo a, a, a just go to Google and. Like, just go to Google and Google zoo animals, and you can come up with anything. Yeah. And you pick rhino. 
I was going to say on this podcast, it's like the only note that I have. How cool would it have been if Rhino didn't die and, like, Danny felt super guilty and fixed him up with, like, a robot exoskeleton? Yeah, I don't know, man. God, like, any animal they could have picked. Literally any animal. And they went with one that references a. I mean, their second second pick was. Their second pick was probably the vulture. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Like, call him the fucking Aardvark for all I give a shit, but, like. Well, Davos called them vultures at one point. Yeah. He's like, oh, you Tarian crows, you're just picking up the scraps of whatever I leave behind. Yeah, it was just so fucking bad. And yeah, and they're just these punk kids living in this little thing, harassing restaurant owners, and then it's like, hey, feel sorry for these guys. And I'm like, no! <laughs> right? like, like, just... they're, suppo- they're supposed to be all streetwise. Yeah. And like, down with what's going on. And they hold up a dude who's getting protection money from the fucking mob. I think it was the Tigers at the one point. Yeah, whatever the hell they call You really think if the Tigers show up, or if he tells the Tigers, hey, these punk kids hit me up for money, they're not gonna murder you? Like, what are you thinking? Like, their, their whole thing was so dumb. Yeah. And even, they even addressed it when Colleen was, was talking to them when they went up with Devil. She's like, She's like, why did you join up with Davos? And they're like, he offered us this. She's like, I fucking offered you that in the first episode. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you did. But they're morons because the writing's horrible. Yeah, and just because you acknowledge it in the ninth episode, like, just because you have the characters acknowledge how dumb the writing is doesn't make it better. Uh, and, like, there's this this other whole plot with these two, like, the, the triad gangs that are fighting, like, and, and they're, they're trying to broker peace between these two triad gangs for uh, reasons that I'm not even sure they really explained. I mean, Danny was like, I want to broker peace so that they stop killing each other in the streets, which I guess sort of makes sense for himself, but doesn't make sense for why. Which either. would make them more powerful and have a stronger grip on New York. Yeah, what a great idea, Danny. Yeah, why either of the gangs would, would do this, and then it, it was just like, why, why Davos was involved with them i don't even remember exactly i'm sure they had some some vague reason for why he was hanging out and why he killed that one old asian dude who was like the leader of the white tiger yeah that's that's what it was yeah because he needed the oh god and don't even get me started on that whole ritual thing which doesn't even make sense because apparently like the oh, end of that episode with the with the fight of Danny in the subway station with um, Typhoid Mary and then the ritual was yeah. like the only like twenty minutes that um, Jenny watched with me and she thought it was ridiculous. It is She's like, what the hell is happening? Yeah, well, no, the subway fight was pretty sweet, but like, no, the, of course, definitely. The actual, but ri- it's like, oh, here's this ritual where they're giving a guy a tattoo and bleeding on another guy. And- yeah, it, and, it, and they were like. I, I thought because they called them the Crane Sisters, right? So the Crane Sisters gave me this 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 weird hope that it's like okay, these girls are connected to the Crane Mother, who is you know the the guardian of the seven realms of kung fu, uh, the seven like weird kung fu realms that exist in the Iron Fist story. And right, like, right. Ma- Some, something that makes sense. Something <laughs> that makes sense, right? And it's like that's why. So they're magical chicks who are able to you know. This, yeah, like, they're they're like, I'm like oh, they're witches or there's yeah, there's or like some sort of muses or they have some sort of connection yeah. to. I, I no, honestly, just, I honestly was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, and, and then the answer is no. They're just they, they introduced them chicks. as like, oh no, they're just fucking tattoo people. Yeah, yeah, they they tattoo and they, they went like super old. Yeah, school I was with thinking the when they showed up. Reason. Oh god! It's so although crazy. although the honestly fight for the fight with the three up. of them, okay, the great mothers. 
That was the best fight in the season. That was the best the fight. Best in the season. fight in the season. <laughs> yeah. Them versus Colleen Wing. Yeah. Colleen you and the best <laughs> fight of the season didn't even did not even involve the Iron Fist or Danny Rand. Because I guess he wasn't the Iron Fist at one point. Uh, neither one of the villains the rest of the or the hero. Me, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. It, it's insane. And the rest of the fights to me just looked like a fucking hand jive. Like all they did was do the the stupid like, okay, your hands are crossed, you do the thing, and like they didn't kick, they didn't do whatever, they just like threw some random punches that would never make any do any damage in the first place ever. And I mean season one, we were all here for it. Our favorite part was the drunken fist fight. Because it was actually fun and actually had some martial arts in it. Like well, not actual martial arts, but movie tv film martial arts which was cool like when i watch iron fist i want to see people on wires i want to see people flying across the screen doing crazy flips like throwing hadokens whatever (laughs) but i don't want (laughs) to see people standing in front of each other doing a fucking like patty cake (laughs) <laughs> which is what I felt most of the most of the fight scenes yeah. were in this. And I mean, I know that all the series, all, all the Netflix series, are kind of street level. But if I don't, if if I see another fucking warehouse fight, I'm I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, like, and the sets like, look super cheap in this in this. I I am. Uh, it's just. Not quite as bad as, like, hey, we're in China, and it's like, no, we're in a warehouse off of, like, somewhere in fucking New Jersey in season one, but the sets were fucking cheap again. For, here's for here's the person. hope that I have for, for, like, Marvel, Netflix going forward, right? Like, Daredevil is off the streets, theoretically coming back in, in the next season of Marvel, Netflix, that I think that we're getting, is that right? I think so. And just a quick side note, have we suffered enough? With some of these series, can you give us fucking bullseye in in the next season of Daredevil? For I the think love of God, I think we've sat through enough bullshit in 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 the Marvel Netflix series that we deserve. I think a they might. I also don't think that they're done with Wilson Fisk. True, like just <laughs> uh, something. But there. but what what I'm kind of getting at is we're we're in the situation now where it's like okay, well Danny's trying. I mean. At least, like, the idea of them being like, well, we can we can bring peace to the city. We don't have to go into, like, every single warehouse and beat people up like, you know, Luke Cage and Daredevil and first season Iron Fist did. Like, we can, let's try for an actual, like, diplomacy here. Like, I like that idea, even if I don't know so much, like, the execution. But we're also coming into a, a, a next phase, if you will, of Marvel Netflix. Where Danny's overseas, Colleen is the Iron Fist and has a much better temper. Uh, Luke is some sort of mob boss himself, and you know Danny's going to be coming back to that. Like, or it's not Danny. Um, uh, Matt Murdock is going to be coming back to like this new environment where, like, hey, a lot of the mobsters in New York have been killed or replaced by people that you like at this point. Yeah, that's not like, bad. If, if like, what's def- the new landscape now? Well, what right? if Defender season two? Was Matt Murdock versus the Defenders is what because that's basically what it should be now because Luke Cage is a mob boss. You think it'll be Matt versus them? I, I mean, I, I I'm almost like it might be like Luke versus them. No, I don't think it'll be that at all. But it should be Matt Murdock versus them because if you look at it, it's like Jessica Jones is basically a terror, and her best friend uh, now has superpowers. Uh, and in like, oh, her, I see. Her best friend, the kidnapper slash murderer, is now. Yeah. 
superpowered. Luke Cage is now a superpowered mob boss. Yeah. Like Danny Rand and Colleen Wing go around training the Iron Fist like it's a fucking Pokemon card. Apparently. Yeah, there are at least yeah there are at least two Iron Fists. <laughs> so they're they're dangerous as fuck. And yeah, maybe it's just like Matt Murdock's like I really got to stop the Avengers, <laughs> right? Like it's just or the not the Avengers, the Defenders, because yeah. they're fucking like just completely out of control and ill-equipped to be saving people because they're just yeah. not I didn't know if I had missed it to remind me of that at the end of season two I'm like oh yeah Luke's a monster now <laughs> yeah that's true right yeah and um I mean they didn't give uh Misty Knight some of the greatest stuff but like other than when she was talking about how hot Ward is which just makes no sense because the guy looks like a, a date rapist in the fucking like greatest mold of Harvey Weinstein yeah, he looks I've like a Mighty seen. Ducks villain like yeah like, hey man fuck. billions of dollars make you look good I guess fuck yeah. such a his jackets are all too short anyway <laughs> yeah fucking kid. like he's the only person I've ever seen not look good in a peacoat Tom Pelfrey the right? only human being I've ever seen not pull off that one for fuck's sake Whole, everybody does except Tom Pelfrey apparently god that's god fuck that guy it's, it ladies, looks like it's like ladies four inches too short yeah. ladies and gentlemen fuck oh. uh, Pacquiao Mayweather Oh, Pelfrey Pierce. Yeah. <laughs> Coming to a pay per view near you. You put me in the ring with him, I'll fucking, like, it's got to be no holds barred, though, because, like, I need Yeah, well, they, they put him in this, like, you know, post credit sort of uh, epilogue Han Solo Mal Reynolds type role. Like, oh what? Oh, God. How did he get there? <laughs> All right, let's, let's just go through the last thing and then we'll talk about what we what we actually kind of like, because I assume that conversation will be short, but let's talk about that fucking end scene. Um, the vibe on the internet seemed to be that most people hate... Like, the vibe I got from Iron Fist Season 2 was just that, like, just through basically the Twitter buzz, was um, a lot of the Marvel stands seem to just be so happy that it was better than Iron Fist Season 1 that they accepted it as, as a really great wire-to-wire series, which it wasn't. It was, um, it was marginally better and it was shorter. Yeah. Those are... Two of the best things I can say yeah, about so, it. And the female characters, again, Joy Meacham aside, yeah. um, yep. were really str- like put in a really strong effort in this season. Really strong effort in this season. Absolutely. Um, I'm okay with Colleen Wing being the Iron Fist. I'm not okay with apparently the the greatest martial art power in <laughs> that you have to you know defeat the magic dragon in order to get. Again, you can apparently trade it by just like doing a weird like. Acupuncture. Tattoo ritual. Yeah, tattoo like head ritual, and then you just like acupuncture the guy's like forehead in order to say he's dumb. Um, yeah, wasn't a fan of that, but that end scene where Danny Rand is and like the, the martial artist guys shooting guns is is just fucking dumb. Like, how dumb would it have been if Bruce Lee ever picked up a fucking gun and shot it in one of his movies, right? Like, like just how, how dumb is what that? What if Ben Affleck as Batman had a gun? Exactly. It's so stupid. <laughs> like, like, it's dumb when they have Batman shoot guns for multiple reasons. Town Bat Boy. Yeah, for a multitude of reasons. It's, 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 it's stupid. But, like, if, if... It's even dumber when... Danny Rand is doing it and trying to look like fucking Clint Eastwood in the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly with like the the double holsters and the and oh my god and then lighting up the Iron Fist which he got back and I'm I'm honestly I, I well see I don't think he got it I don't think he got rub. it back I don't think he got it back 
I think uh, you can imbue the Iron Fist into weapons, and he stole those guns, and those guns have the Iron Fist power in them. Because in the last scene, Colleen imbues the Iron Fist into her sword. So I think he doesn't have it back. I think the guns just have Iron Fist power in them because they've been imbued with it. So it basically works like Chakra and Naruto. Yep, I was going to say, that. I don't know what the excuse for it is, and I'm sure there is one, and that's all well and good, but it seemed real fucking anime to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 and I'm sure that the Iron Fist writers have, have a, a, a brilliant explanation that will satisfy any and all parties involved in, in Season 3 as to why that occurs. Um, I just didn't like that it was like, hey, I've got wanted powers now, I can shoot your bullet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, good pull. Excellent pull, Miller. Not the movie, the comic book. Um, yeah. Dumb. Really, yeah, it, but like like I said, the Twitter buzz seemed to be that people were more apt to Iron Fist Season 2 than they were to Iron Fist Season 1, but it also seemed well, like the ending really soured a lot of people. There were, like, a lot of people who were ready to say, oh, hey, that was actually an entertaining ten episodes, and then the, the ending pissed them off so greatly. Well, it's unfortunate, just because the, it, it's it's such a wide gulf between, like, MCU Netflix and MCU proper that, like, you can have a three out of ten season, like, like Iron Fist 1, and be like, oh, this one was four to ten. <laughs> yum, yum, give me some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, God. All right, like, we... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just not good. Um, yeah, I guess we could talk about what we, we... I mean, we talked about a little bit about what we like. Like, we really enjoyed that Metal Gear Solid-esque boss fight, even though it only lasted about four minutes before the main character show up and ruined everything. Uh, anytime Alice Eve was on the screen, I loved it. It was absolutely compelling. I fought... I, I, I had to fight through it, but even the scenes where it was just, like, her and Ward... Like, there were a couple scenes where it was just, like, her and Ward and Joy's apartment talking, and I... Yeah, I, I, yeah. I you got... People, it was super threatening. <laughs> yeah. You got the feeling that at any point she was gonna snap and just cut them he- cut their heads off. Yeah. Which yeah. I enjoyed, that she was, was very awesome. threatening. She... She... The acting was very well done. The character was well written. The... I don't the whole fact that she took to joy because she was the only one who knew about her thing and still kept her on was kind of endearing because I mean people with that kind of condition are very uh, antisocial because they don't want people to know and I mean it took a lot it, it her motivation for wanting to help joy kind of made sense because joy kind of accepted her even though she was broken which i mean made sense that character was well done i wanted more of that character i wanted less of the mediums i wanted less of davos it could have been it could have been really well done if it was a danny was trying to figure out who this mysterious assassin was trying to kill him while he was, you know, having dinner with Mary and going on like daily excursions with her, and all the all the while Walker was stalking him and whatever, I think that would have been a better better use of our time than the whole Davos thing. 
couldn't have said it. <laughs> it bothers me because I think Davos had potential to be a better villain than he was. If he was even like a little bit, like if he embodied like what um, Bushmaster was in season two, Luke Cage, like. Absolutely. If his motivation was because they, they had take... similar motivations, where they just wanted to take everything from the main yeah. character, you if know, his or even was, Yeah. If his motivation was, I want to take everything from Danny Rand because he took everything from me. Kun Lung is gone. My mom is gone. <laughs> my mo- my mother is gone. Kun Lung is gone. My father is gone. He took the iron fist from me. It should be mine. I want to take it from him, and I want to take everything he has. So if he would have, as soon as he got the Iron Fist, if he would have punched his, punched through Joy's chest and been like, you're the last piece of the puzzle, I want to take everything from Danny, I'm going to take Colleen next, or I'm going to take Ward next, I'm going to I'm gonna take Rand next, I'm going to do whatever. Instead of this convoluted, I'm going to purify New York for no apparent reason, yeah. it just, it just would have made more sense if it was a, I'm out to get Danny rather than a, I'm out to do what Danny couldn't, which Danny did because he defeated the, the hand. So yeah. I mean, it was it came down to more of jealousy, other than uh, you took everything from me. I'm gonna take everything from you, kind of thing. That's right, because the 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 petulant the version of Davos is the one we got. The version of him that kind of goes whole hog, even on that same mission, is Liam Neeson from Batman Begins, which is, I'm going to destroy Gotham. (laughs) You know? This place is corrupt, and I have a goal, and I came here to destroy it. Yeah, and I mean, his motivation from the League of Shadows was, we fix things that are broken. Yeah. And if if Davos had gone whole hog with that, which is, I'm going to take everything from you one by one that you love because that's my act of personal revenge and I'm going to destroy New York, that would be be better, I think. Yeah, that would have been way better. But I think he wanted to establish himself as the religious leader of New York and I never really bought any of it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because, again, in season one, he looked so down on anyone who wasn't from Kunlun that it doesn't make any sense that he would have been you know sympathetic to the people who live there even care about what was going on there and i mean they tried to make it like he adopted new york as his new home but it just didn't make sense i had and hope for any- that that character and what he was trying to do until he did the orokusaki i'm going to adopt a buff clan <laughs> I'm going to be the Shredder. <laughs> as soon as that happened, I'm like, all right, get out of here. So basically what you're saying is that Davos did what Danny don't did. <laughs> God damn it. How many God Danny damn it, Bart. That, Pierce? <laughs> so bad. Oh, God. Yeah, he was basically the Shredder in this. It, it wasn't good, and it sucks because the Steel Serpent is one of the best. Or uh, actually, best is probably a bit strong, but I mean, it's just it's the classic kung fu story of the two, and they showed it like they 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 try to bludgeon you over the head with the with the imagery for the first two seconds of the show, and then the last two seconds of the show where they're like, because like the first image you see in season two is the yin yang symbol, right? Which yeah. is just classic kung fu storytelling. You have the one guy who goes the who takes the path of righteousness, and the other guy who takes the easier path to power, right? And then they end up fighting. That is the basis of, of like, 
85% of kung fu movies. The other one, the other like 50% are he killed my master or he burned down my dojo and now I've got to take him out, right? And yep. they are so just the writing staff is so poor in this that they they beat you over the head with it in the first scene and then they forget about it for the other 99% of the series and then give it to you in the last two seconds where he's like, I looked at the other side of the coin and the steel serpent was on it. It's like me and Davos, we're two sides of the same coin. And it's like, you, oh God. And it's like, you never touched uh, in the yin and yang stuff at all. For, other than, other than that opening two fucking seconds where you showed the yin yang symbol and it, it's just like oh my god it's just so badly written I just I don't know how you poorly write a kung fu series it's so, it's so <laughs> it seems impossible I, I, it's it's yeah it's it's virtually impossible when you think of the best kung fu movies and best martial arts films blood sport does the plot matter not really. He's in a blood. He's in a blood tournament. Dude takes steroids. He beats him. Well, my favorite kung fu movie of all time is Master of the Flying Guillotine. And what happens in Master of the Flying Guillotine is the master of the Flying Guillotine comes to kill the one-armed boxer because the one-armed boxer killed his two students. So it's the classic. It's the classic thing yeah, of like he's, he's back for revenge, right? And it's like, yeah, it, 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 the plot. The plot doesn't so much matter, and I think that's what they're having trouble translating to this is because comics are the medium they are there has to be people talking and things going on and because the martial arts doesn't translate as well frame to frame panel to panel well it's also when you're doing a 10 hour netflix series (laughs) but when have you ever watched into the badlands if you watch Into the Badlands, every single episode has at least two amazing fight scenes. It has a decent plot, yep. and there's at least two amazing fight scenes. To the point where, if you go into the behind the scenes, people are actually getting hurt because it's so intense. They're sweating, and they're actually trained and coached by real martial artists. That's what I want when I'm watching Iron Fist. I want to see people sweating, people actually... like. I don't want anyone to actually get hurt, but people physically pushing themselves to make it look great, to make it look like yeah. it's a life-and-death situation, like when they kick them in the face, it hurts... I want to see martial arts. I don't want to see the hand jive. I'm standing in front of you. We're going to slap hands, patty cake, and maybe throw a kick. The only thing I can infer from this season is that Finn Jones spent even less time in, like, choreography training and stuff like that than he did in the first season. And, I mean, the simple fix that we talked about in Iron Fist Season 1, give him the goddamn mask. You give him the mask, you put the stunt double in the mask, you let him fight. Well, yeah, Where's I, the mask? They did, for the flashback, give him the old uh, yellow with the thing. So that was, I guess, kind of cool to see, even though it was in these like lame flashbacks. But you know, KB, we don't have time 
to spend money on good choreography for the Kung Fu show. We 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 really got to big up these Ward Meacham NA scenes. You know, we got to devote a little bit more time to that. We don't like why we don't need good choreography or good fight scenes or actual like fun martial arts in our Kung Fu in our in our show about a Kung Fu master with a magic dragon punch. We don't need that. We need we need more Ward Meacham and Joy Meacham scenes where they're talking about their feelings. God damn it. I'm sorry, I forgot that I was watching Days of Our Lives and not Iron Fist. Fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's let's get out of here. I'm I'm pissed off now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't really have anything good to say other than the fact that the female characters were awesome. Uh, once once like again, having Misty Knight instead of uh, Rosario Dawson as the multi-episode crossover person. Yeah, that was fun. Because um, I just anytime she's on screen, I'm having fun. <laughs> Yeah. Once it, again, just like in Luke Cage, the Misty Knight Colleen Wing duo is the best part of the Netflix Marvel series. To the point where at one point I was rooting for Danny to die <laughs> and these two to take over. What was the joke they made? They're like, oh, we should team up more often. Knight and Wing? That sounds pretty good together. I'm yeah. like, all right, I get you. Okay, I'll got you. Yeah, I mean, they really are. They mm. really bludgeon you over the head with it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I really don't think uh, Colleen Wing was worthy of the Iron Fist, as currently written, is what I'll say. Um oh. Former, I'd say more worthy than Danny or Davos. Absolutely but. true. Absolutely true. But also former member of it's the Hand. It's not a perfect world, Matt. We just yeah, have to like, live in it. Fair enough. Uh, but also former member of the Hand, Colleen Wing. I don't think, like, who was so easily tricked by one of the... I did, I did like that Davos brought that up again. I half expected Dan to go, oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, shit. I he's forgot. Because that was a solid point, right? Where he's it's like, yeah, you want to give it to the, like, he says, I'm like, former, like, hand hole horror or something like that yeah. and, it's, and it's like mm, that is a solid point could have done with like, the horror word but like you know like you could have phrased it a little better but he's <laughs> actually Colleen Davos phrases a good point I mean yeah. I <laughs> yeah, like you were he's so easily tricked yeah everybody is so to be the new Iron Fist <laughs> yeah everyone not named Misty Knight in the Iron Fist series is so mentally weak and easily tricked like it could all it, you could honestly like honestly it could be like ooh shiny objects right like, like <laughs> now go over there oh god anyway I'm, by the way I like that they took Misty's detective vision and applied it to ancient Chinese scroll <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Her American, Indian, yeah, her American Indian thing. <laughs> where yes. it's like, Woo, I can recreate this crime scene in ancient Chinese scrolls in my head. Uh, <laughs> the language really that is dead and I don't understand. Yeah, oh, totally. Oh, God, uh, you're right. That was, that was a tough pill to swallow. <laughs> oh, jeez. I might not have rolled my eyes any harder than that. <laughs> yeah, that was so bad. And it, was, even, it was a throwaway line, at least. It wasn't yeah. dwelled upon. And we didn't even get into Fernando Chen as Chen Wu, who was literally standing there doing the Chris Jericho, like, you just made the list! <laughs> right? <laughs> so I, I like that guy. He was one of my favorite big characters. Just sitting yeah. in the car, you hear fight noises going on the back, and he's like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I just, it was just, I, I didn't like, I thought that was all they were going to do. I just didn't like the fact that he was going around, like, honestly, doing the Chris Jericho, where he's like, He's like, he basically he, he turned Davos into like some personal murder machine kind. Of, I mean, they never actually executed it, but the guy kept going like, "Well, I'll put you on the list, right?" And then Davos will kill you. And he's like, "Oh God, that's really dumb." Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, let's let's get out of here. Iron Fist season two. We've already talked way too long in this trash series. Um, Before we go, I just want to come 
comment on how blind spot was not used at all because why not um, yeah. they decided to throw in a bunch of stuff about this dude who was working at the thing with Colleen and make him have blind spots secret identity for no reason because why yeah that was I like the fact that Davos apparently before getting the Iron Fist can just give a person a stroke and that never came up again. (laughs) Yeah, it was just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, you think that might have come up again? Yeah, they were all just like, you saw Kill Bill, you know guys who know martial arts can do this, right? Like, what? Oh, totally. Which is, it it felt very, like, apologetic. Like, listen, we're gonna do this once because we have to, but we're not gonna do it anymore because we don't want you to think too much about it. It's just one of the many inaccuracies, <laughs> or just one of the the poorly written loose threads that exist at the end of Iron Fist season two. Um, Kevin Miller, grade for Iron Fist season two. Uh, whatever I gave Iron Fist season one plus one. <laughs> All right, so that's what D minus. I, think? I don't even know. Yeah, exactly. D minus. Yeah, I, th- I think that's yeah, in that range. Passing. It might be a passing grade yeah, now. I, I was hate a hard myself after F, yeah. ten hours of it. Yeah, um, Iron, Iron Fist season one was a hard F. Uh, KB, give it, give it third worst. I, I'm gonna give it a one out of ten. Kung Pao fist of the lowest. Yeah. Is this? Yeah, what'd you say? Third worst, Miller. So you're putting third worst. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, right, so I'm it's guessing better than Jessica Jones, Jones two, better than Iron, Iron Fist one. one. Yeah, and I, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Yeah, Jessica uh, Jones season two is the worst. Yeah. Iron Fist season one no, is the I've, second worst. Yep. Yeah. Totally agree. And then I this is the third worst. I, I mean, I'm trying well, to debate we, in my head if this is. Jessica Jones season two had. We don't need to talk about Jessica no, Jones season two. No redeeming so qualities. Terrible. Iron Fist season one had at least one fight scene that was decent and did introduce us to Colleen Wing, who's been a great character throughout. That was that was exactly my point when we talked about JJ too, actually. I'm like, I can remember at least the one fight scene I like from Iron Fist 1. I don't remember anything I like from Jessica Jones 2. Yeah. <laughs> I'm debating Jessica in my head. Jones 2. I'm debating in my head whether or not this season was more rewatchable than Daredevil season 2. That's, I that, don't think so. No, that's where it is because for me. Daredevil season two's first four episodes are amazing. Yeah, and then it just Punisher. turns. And, into and there's there's plenty of good Punisher stuff after that too. Yeah, and then the Electra. Yeah, yeah and then it's just Electra is just ruins any Daredevil story she's in. Um, I wouldn't even say that's awful. I would say that's still better than like Davos and Joy. Yeah, I just I'm so opposed. To, you, I know you don't yeah. like the hand, but yeah, because yeah. at least but you, yeah, you guys are right. You, you guys talk into it. You're right. At least you understand in Daredevil season two that the power of boners kind of overthrows logic. Yeah, but in... I suppose. Yeah, it's it's not good. Um, Iron Fist season two, I believe I'm gonna say D plus. I think I was like F minus or some garbage. I I was thinking about C minus, and then I was like, no, that's way too high for Iron Fist. <laughs> I was like C C minus. I'm like, no. I was like, I was like imagining the C letter in my head, and I'm like, no, I can't put a C letter next to. C is a passing grade, my friend. D so is, is a passing grade. So is D plus. I mean, it's I like I don't feel great about it, but uh, I don't know. It's 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 not. It's it's not good. <laughs> like I, I it's it's. 
Yeah, so many... Poor, but, I mean, just... I thought about, like... It, I think overall D+, plus, but I want to give all the Alice Eve and Mary Walker stuff, I want to give that a solid B. Because, yeah, of course. Yeah, like, I want to give that a solid B, maybe B+. Plus I, I, let me go, yeah, B+. Plus, yeah. I love Typhoid Mary, and I'm looking for, I'm looking more forward to see Alice Eve and, and the Typhoid Mary character going forward than I am literally any other character that has been introduced in, in Iron Fist. I was just happy to see Alice even a role where they didn't get her gratuitously into her underwear for no good goddamn reason. Oh god, did they they put that in every fucking trailer? For Everything. That, every goddamn trailer for that. Uh, for, for, that was the second one, right? The second. It's, yeah, it's just, yeah, Star, Star Trek. Star yeah. Trek. Yeah. Every yeah, fucking it's darkness. trailer. Yeah, that was. For no movie. reason, and that's yeah. Alice Eve. Like wow. that's that's not just that movie, but that's the most blatant example I can think of. Where it's like, hey, I'm just gonna get chained in front of you for no reason. <laughs> yeah, that was clearly written by men. Um, yeah, so that's it. Uh, crossover podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com/slash/crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com/slash/crossoverpodcast. You can email us contact at thecrossoverpodcast.com, and please rate and subscribe on iTunes. And as always. Please download, but you don't necessarily have to listen. But if you feel like listening, we appreciate that. Um, so we're going to go on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. Yeah, please. Only five-star reviews, though. Um, so we'll be back on... I'm going to be back later on in this week myself. Obviously, we're going to be doing our week three picks. I'll be back with Bill and Craig doing week three picks. Um, although, I don't think you want to be listening to me anymore. I had a terrible week, too. Jesus. Um... I've, I've come to the conclusion that you really only want to take my advice on baseball. It's <laughs> basically where it is. If I if I start talking about anything else, apparently I just don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Just I, right I, I, just here's how bad I run. Here's here's how bad I run. I pick five underdogs, five on our on our on our pool pool this week for our five picks. Five underdogs. The underdogs went eleven and five, and I'm gonna what? go one oh. and four, <laughs> right? Like, that is what? just... Yeah. The underdogs overall... Like, I picked five underdogs. The underdogs overall were 11-5. and five, And my record at the end is going to be 1-4. and four. So I somehow got four of the five guys that did poorly underdog-wise. God, so irritating. So fucking... It's a tough year, NFL, this year. It's well, a tough year. And it's only week two, and you can't overreact to the first two weeks. It's all... Well, it's, it's tough you know, because... You- you didn't know what the Ravens were after week one because they played the Bills. Yeah. And, I mean, you didn't know how bad Arizona was until this week. So, I mean, everything's going to even yeah, out. I think I went on my po- – I th- also think I went on last week and I said it, it, it is it is physically – or it is just impossible for the Arizona Cardinals to have played worse than they did in week one, which by all accounts should have been true. But, uh, but, it, wasn't. but it wasn't because they – And, I mean, were, it, yeah. I think – were they at 10.5 or 12? and a half like how could you how do you not take a team at 13 and a half and they do got got destroyed yeah so i mean it's 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 a tough year in the nfl this year the chicago bears are looking great i don't know what the the final score of was on this game because i mean we're doing this podcast but i mean all of the divisions are just insane there's been two ties already like holy crap 
Yeah, Ryan what Fitzpatrick and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are two and zero. So you know what? I've come to the conclusion: none of us fucking know anything. So no, that. I mean, so I'm not gonna be. You know at, what? I'm no longer hard on myself. We don't. Look, nobody knows what the at, fuck they're talking about. I give Matt's no ability knows, to no call football anything. scores a D plus. Yeah. <laughs> look at look at the NHL last year. Everyone expected Vegas to be the very last team yeah. and everything, and they made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. No one knows what they're talking about anymore. No, no. no one knows anything. Yeah, it's all nonsense. Uh, that's why we watch sports. Um. Yeah, so I'll be back later on this week uh, embarrassing myself with football picks yet again. I think the next time we'll get together for comic book stuff, guys, I think it's the Venom movie. Oh, Oof. God. Yeah, oh, God, no. Does it have to be? I think oh, it's God, the Venom no. movie. Yeah, October 5th is the Venom movie, which... I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe? I don't, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that's it. Um, KP uh, Miller, thanks for fighting through uh, Iron Fist Season 2 for me and coming on to talk to this podcast. Hopefully we were slightly more entertaining than, than the actual series. And, uh, Nine hours shorter. Tom Pelfrey, come at me, bro. <laughs> Just fuck you, dude. Anyway, sayonara. I'll, I'll uh, talk to you later on this week uh, on the Crossover Podcast. Take care, you guys.